What's up everyone? Welcome back to Meet the Creatives. This is Rob. Uh, I just want to give some context to the episode that you're about to hear. Um, so this was a recent podcast that I did with my new friend and homie and all-around badass chick, uh, Tiffany Para. I was on her podcast called uh, Work in Progress. Well, it's a, it's a LinkedIn series, but now it's going to be a podcast. This was the coolest thing to do ever because when I started this podcast, I was still in school and I you know, wanted to kind of find a way to reach out to people um, and to get in touch with people in the industry and to learn and, you know, find mentorship and grow, kind of just to seek out guidance. Um, And I remember kind of what that felt like and how scary that was to kind of make those initial connections. Um, So now to, it's a really beautiful full circle to now be being asked to go on other people's podcasts and other people's shows who are um, in the same position that I was. So I don't want to give too much. Uh, this was a really great conversation. Uh, and make sure that you follow Tiffany on Instagram uh, as well as on her LinkedIn page. She's very active on there. And she's crushing life already. All right, here we go. Without further ado, here it is, my episode of Work in Progress, which normally I hate the things that I say, but I agree with 99% of the things that I said, um, which is a rare thing for someone who talks out of their ass so much. Okay, much love. Big kiss. Bye. of the Work in Progress series. I'm super excited to have Rob Johnston on today. He is the Meet the Creative, um, an awesome podcast for anyone looking to enter the creative aspect of any business. Uh, He's had really high-level guests, uh, like C-level executives at VaynerMedia, Google, Nike, uh, and those are just some companies to name a few. So we're going to go over how he started this whole project and you know, hopefully uh, inspire you guys to get started in your own projects as well. I love it. You're a natural. This is what episode? This is six. <laughs> oh, you're crushing it. You're like as Thank good you. as I was at like at level, like level at like ep- episode like 30. I started to sound like you. So you're going to be, you're going to probably surpass me, but I'm mentally prepared. Oh, no, 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 not cool. at all. All right. So yes, Rob, to start off, what was the inspiration behind Meet the Creatives? So I went to the school, uh, Rampo College, which means, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, unless you're from Mawa, New Jersey, you probably don't know where that is. Uh, mm-hmm. And it seemed very far away, even though it was kind of geographically close to New York City. Uh, it was, I felt kind of disconnected from uh, the creative community in New York City. So I discovered websites like Pentagram and Huge and uh, it, that seemed like a million miles away from where Mm -hmm. I was in in the circles that I was in. So I uh, said to uh, my professor, Bonnie Blake, who's still a good friend of mine um, and a mentor, obviously. And she said, you know, check out the AIGA. I was like, that sounds miserable. What is that? I I don't do clubs. I don't do good grades. This is not me. And I was not a good student. I was the opposite of you. I was like kind of a crappy student. Um, But I was trying to get myself fired up as the... Uh, end of my college time as my co- you know, time at college was coming to an end. So mm-hmm. uh, she told me to check out this podcast, Design Matters, with Debbie Millman, mm-hmm. who I just spoke with again recently. Uh, and I loved it. And I was kind of like listening to Joe Rogan and things like that. I was like a real bro in college. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, so I started listening to Design Matters with Debbie Millman. And then uh, she had people like Michael Beirut. Um, and all these different people, you know, Sh- Sean Adams, all these people who I thought were like absolutely incredible. So, uh, one night, I, I don't think I've ever actually ever admitted to this like publicly, but, uh, mm-hmm. one night I like drank a whole bunch of whiskey and like got the nerve to, uh, to email Debbie and it was a, a train. It was like, clearly I was drunk in the email. It was a train wreck <laughs> of an email. I, I actually said in the email, I said, don't worry, I'm not creepy or anything. <laughs> Uh, and I reached out to Debbie, who was like, you know, one of the biggest voices in design at the time. And I said, I'm Mm -hmm. starting a podcast. Uh, I woke up the next day. I was like, what have I done? Like, this is crazy. Uh, and then she, uh, wrote me back and not only was encouraging, but, uh, accepted my weird, creepy invitation to, uh, to be one of the first guests on the podcast. I think she was like, uh, guest number six or so. So, mm-hmm. uh, so you, both of us have had an awesome guest number six, yes. uh, 
so yeah, so I, I started interviewing. I think uh, the first episode was with my friend Dylan Keelahan uh, in his uh, at his dining room table. We always kind of joke around about this now. Uh, and then shortly there, thereafter, I interviewed uh, Sean Adams, who uh, designed, ironically enough, actually the the shirt that I'm wearing, this Nickelodeon, the Splat logo, from oh, the night, yeah, is designed you by Sean that? Adams. That was episode two of Meet the Creatives. So I got uh, off to a pretty good start. Um, yeah. And then, um, so I, w- I went on from there, and then it became, like, I'm not a good student, but I am certain certainly competitive about things. Mm-hmm. I kind of have like a, a bit of a chip on my shoulder. Uh, so I was like, all right, like I am going to make the biggest design podcast that's ever been. And like, yeah. this is going to be a game. So like my wife likes yeah. to play Bejeweled. My game was get the biggest designers in New York city to come on my podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think because I had the right intent, I was able to do so. I, you know, I kind of played the, Hey, like, you know, kind of like you did like the, the student card, uh, mm-hmm. I would, I would wring that out like a dish towel, by the way. It's a very, it's really good. It, it, you know, uh, I think if you tell people you're a student, you can kind of get anywhere. So I proceeded long story short to interview all these people. Um, I forgot what your original question was, but yeah, so that's kind of like how it got started. Was that the original question? Yeah, it was basically, <laughs> you went over the journey of meet the creative. So I was asking for the inspiration. So you gave me above and beyond. Oh, what wow. I could ask. Yeah. So. Well, the inspiration was I... I wanted to, uh, when leaving school, I wanted to, without all that being said, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of live in that world. Um, mm-hmm. And the inspiration kind of was to get a, get a job. Uh, initially, you know, it's funny, like people, like you were saying, like, this is a great thing. It's like providing value. Uh, in- initially, I kind of just did it as a kind of a way of a, like a Trojan horse to get to talk to people and then to get a job. Uh, uh-huh. and then I kind of discovered that, uh, it was going to be more difficult than that. And that you actually had to have like core outputs and like know what you were doing. Um, and I always joke that meet the creatives is orange because, uh, when I first started my podcast, my favorite designer was Michael Beirut. And I thought mm-hmm. that, uh, when, if, and when I got the job at Pentagram, one of the greatest design agencies in the world, uh, mm-hmm. my website would match my podcast. And that's just, <laughs> that's, I think is a testament to how delusional I was when I started this podcast. So, <laughs> No, it's good. I'm glad. It sounds like you... I didn't want to be a loser. That was my inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a plan. At least you had a plan. Um, So I guess to me, it's like each one of your podcast episodes is like a win. Like I, I see them and I'm like, damn, like Rob got this person on this time. And I just like, I don't know, in a way, I know this is the first time we meet, but I am proud that like you're able to get such high level creatives consistently on your podcast. And Thank so... You. What do you think um, has allowed you to be so consistent with the level of guests you have on your show? Well, I think at first, like I, I said, you know, I kind of just like played the student card. I kind of played the mm-hmm. like, you know, like, hey, happy, humble and happy to be here. Uh, yeah. I still I still feel very grateful now. I, you know, I it's still get, I can still like geek out when I have someone like, you know, Malika or somebody on. Um, yeah. But. I think that it's kind of grown kind of naturally. So at first it was a student card and then. Um, when I learned the reality of how difficult the job market was and that, mm-hmm. you know, people who say it's all about connections have never tried using connections because it kind of doesn't work that way. You need to actually yeah. have those things. So then it became, uh, and that was kind of what I was getting at before it became like, all right, so if you meet the people that doesn't get the jobs. So now I need to, for my own sake, kind of figure out like that's where the entry level thing came from. Cause at first I tr- pretended to be like an equal and then I kind yeah. of was humbled and after failing a couple of times kind of had to go back to the drawing board. And mm-hmm. then I was reaching out to those people trying to find out how I could be like them. And I think you, if you listen to the podcast, you can kind of hear the, the cockiness kind of go down. So I kind of was like, oh, I'm an equal. And then all of a sudden it was like, I know nothing, please help. <laughs> um, and now kind of just the natural momentum of kind of people go on. So I, I DM them and say, hey, you know, come on the podcast. They look and see who's been on the podcast. And that kind yeah. of, uh, you can kind of level up. Like there are certain times, yeah. there are certain times you can kind of hear like, um, you know, you know, like that, like noise in Sonic where it's like, like when you like level yeah. up. Sometimes, yeah. like, you hear that noise in your head. Like, Seth Godin was like, whoa, we're not in Kansas anymore. This is so crazy. But, uh, yeah. you know, I've always just kind of 
followed my curiosity. And mm-hmm. one of my friends and mentors and somebody who was in the podcast, uh, Leland Mashmeyer, who's the chief creative mm-hmm. officer at Chobani now, at the time he worked at Collins, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was asking him, I was like, you know, I'm afraid, like, what if, you know, what if this gets old? What if it's like, what if people don't say yes? You know what I mean? Yeah. I have all this momentum. Like, what if the bottom falls out? And he assured me that that wouldn't happen. And I was like, okay. Like, it was, I remember I was like standing on the side of the street. And he said this like prolific thing, like Lee often does. He said, mm-hmm. um, follow your curiosity. It will never let you down. So that's what I did. And now I kind of just, um, I'm a big fan of like the, on Instagram, there's a little like down button. Like mm-hmm. if, if you go to someone's like page, like Lauren Hom or somebody or like, you know, meet the creatives and then you hit down like the little yeah. arrow that goes down, you can kind of yeah. meet new people. So that's been a really fun way as well as adding people on LinkedIn and doing all this different stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of just do that. I'm really enthusiastic. And at first I kind of hid that and now I kind of live into that. So, um, I think if it's all about intent, I have people that message me all the time for meet the creatives and it's given me some empathy for, I didn't never understood why people didn't get back. I never understood why people ignored me. And now being on the receiving end of it, I totally get it. Um, like clearly you are like reaching out to high level people, right? People who are really busy, um, you know, just running companies and doing big things. What has been your strategy to gain the attention of these people? Uh, um, well, the strategy kind of is to kind of have the guest there in the first place. And, you know, I really have to credit um, the people who kind of took a chance on me early on. So, you know, Debbie Millman is one that comes to mind. I mean, that was like at the time, and it still is, you know, yeah. I couldn't believe that that happened. Um, so that definitely helps. My strategy to get noticed is to um, have content that provides value, have content that is authentic, um, that's from a place that's real, um, mm-hmm. kind of show my vulnerability. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I had a phase earlier this year um, and, you know, up, to, up until very recently where I couldn't get a job and mm-hmm. I was like freaking out about that. And yeah. it's not an easy thing to have a podcast where you talk about getting people their dream jobs and yet you can't land, land an entry level job. Um, yeah. And kind of speaking to that and being honest uh, about it really kind of helped to put me on the radar of a lot of kind of really awesome, important people that kind of helped me in my journey. You know, I think about like my relationship with uh, my professional relationship with James Orsini, chief operating mm-hmm. officer at Vayner. I mean, mm-hmm. that whole thing kind of stemmed from me going to his office again, intent is the key word here, going to his yeah. office, not wanting to do a podcast, not wanting anything from him, but wanting to uh, learn from his experience. You know, he was helped found Saatchi and Saatchi. He opened mm-hmm. up offices all over the world. Theoretically, we had nothing in common. Um, mm-hmm. Me at the very beginning of my journey and James, you know, just a veteran who has worked with the biggest companies. He's been a CEO all of this different stuff. Um, Mm. So, you know, the strategy has always been to be myself and that always plays well. Um, I I think that like the first, uh, probably like 20 to 30 episodes that I did, um, I was kind of just pretending to be somebody else or channeling someone else. The strategy is really not to have a strategy, you know, but sometimes though you kind of do. So like, for example, like I had to break into the world of like YouTubers. Yeah. How do you do that when you don't have anyone? It was kind of like starting over again. It was like a new challenge. It's like, I don't have Mm -hmm. no one from the space. How do I do that? And again, Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I said, Hey, you know, Maddie H or Chris Howe or whoever I was talking to. I was like, you know, uh, you know, just, I would message them. And my strategy was tell Uh them, tell them the truth. I watch your YouTube Uh videos all the time. I want to be like you. I think you're amazing. (laughs) I'm sure you're inundated, but let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And also, Mm -hmm. my strategy too is politely follow up until they do it, but don't be obnoxious about it. Like, give it time, and then at a certain point, just give up. And it and 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 I would encourage you when you're doing this, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to strategize. How do I get that person? How do I get that person? Like Paula mm-hmm. Cher took forever, but like I got it and it was cool. And they were like, you know, I could tell I was slowly but surely wearing them down and eventually they did it. And Paula was like a sweetie. She's amazing. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. She's like a bright beam of light. She's a legend. She's iconic. 
and it worked out mm-hmm. well. And then I've had other times where, you know, I try to get in touch with someone for like a year or two years and they write you back this email and it's like, ugh, like, you know, it doesn't always work out. Yeah. You have to be strategic in the things that you do and certain people lead to other things. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. get Seth Godin without first having Debbie Millman and all these different people. But it was okay. never like, all right, like I need to get Seth Godin, so I'm going to use yeah. these people. And people can uh-huh. sniff that shit out always, always. Mm-hmm. Be very mm-hmm. careful not to do that. Like, you know, like if you want to get so-and-so and they know so-and-so, do yeah. not say beforehand that, that, oh, and do you know that person? That's a gross move. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I never yep. I never did that, but I know people that do, and th- that can be a recipe for disaster. So if it goes really well and you become friends with them, it will seem a lot, you know, once you've already given them the value, then you could be like, hey, do you know, uh, do you know so-and-so? Like I did like Zipung Zhu, and then mm-hmm. Zipung Zhu, I was like, I love Paula Cher. He's like, I know Paula Cher. And then he introduced <laughs> me to Courtney Gooch, and then we kind of went from there. So the strategy is to just be a good person, have the right intent. Do you think that these people are getting reached out to as much as everyone perceives them to be getting reached out to? No, not at all. Not at all. Mm -hmm. And that's good news for people like you and for people like myself. Like, uh, and that's, that's a huge important thing. I'm so happy to touch on that. It's a great question. Um, no, they're, they're really not. I mean, like Mm -hmm. there are people that definitely are, you know what I mean? Like Timothy Goodman, Jessica Walsh, Jessica Hish. I mean, these are people that are constantly getting hit up all the time. And, Uh, it's much harder to kind of get on their radar. Like right now, I, I just can't get Peter McKinnon. I want Peter yeah. McKinnon. Operation <laughs> Peter McKinnon, come on, meet the creatives, is in full effect. Uh, so sometimes it, it doesn't always work. But mm-hmm. like, you know, I always wanted to work at Google and Facebook. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed at how easy it is to get in touch with people who work there. Like Heather Leupold. Yeah. I literally knew like nothing about her. But she seemed mm-hmm. awesome. I, you know, she, I checked out an article that she did. I read her article, but she's not like a marquee name, but she's mm-hmm. somebody who I didn't really know a whole lot about. And I reached out to, it's like, you're your own worst enemy and, and you're in control. Like mm-hmm. she, she was fantastic. She's a, uh, and, and still like a friend and you know, she's been really supportive. I always see that she's like checking out my Instagram stories and stuff like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. is it hard to get in touch with people that are marquee names in this industry? Of course it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, persistence goes a long way. The bigger they are, the harder it is to get in touch with them. So are you going to be able to get Gary Vee? Are you going to be able to get these people? No, uh, not necessarily. Um, But you'd also be surprised, too. A lot of times, like, like, I just recently spoke with Chase Jarvis, who's a huge inspiration Mm -hmm. to me, uh, really good dude. And he, like video messaged me back. He does your talk about your strategy. He video hey. messaged me back. Hey now, Chase Jarvis. Um, <laughs> and was like, Hey, you know, I'm not doing them right now. It seems cool. Um, you know, I, when we do, when I do this in the future or when some time opens up, you know, we can do it. Um, but yeah. you know, outside of those big names, it's really easy to get in touch with people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just think about like my own, my own story. Like, Debbie mm-hmm. Millman is, is a marquee name that people throughout this field know really well, as is mm-hmm. Michael Beirut, as is all these people. It's like they got back right away. I remember actually when I reached out to Michael, Michael Beirut, um, I, was at my, I remember it well. I was at my grandparents' house, bored out of my mind. I was mm-hmm. reading his book, How To, that just came out at the time. And, you know, here's a guy who was a world-renowned designer. You know, he's mm-hmm. done work for Saks Fifth Avenue, like the New York Times building, all these different things. Theoretically, mm-hmm. he would be inundated. Um, and what I have to say is that, like, winners win for a reason. And I wrote to him at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. I was like, hey, I'm reading your book. I'm infatuated with it. Um, you're a hero of mine. And I told him the story about the making my making the podcast orange to work a pentagram. Oh. <laughs> and I woke up the next day. And at, like, 4.30 in the morning, he responded to me mm-hmm. and was like, and was like, yeah, like, this sounds cool. Like, let's do it. Let's set it up. And I was like, what? It's so crazy. Um, yeah. You know, people that are at the top of the field are usually there because they very much so have their act together. Um, mm-hmm. And they've given back to a lot of people. They've kind of sent the elevator back down, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always just encourage you to, to do it. There, under no circumstances, there are a reason why you're not worthy, even someone in your position that, you know, is still in school. Like, mm-hmm. everyone puts their, their pants on one leg at a time, message mm-hmm. them. Like, just, just fucking message them. It's yeah. so crazy. Like, people have, they're like, How, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? And yeah. I think the reason why people don't do that 
is because it's kind of like a manifestation of the ego. And mm-hmm. I had Cy Wakeman on my podcast and she explained way better than I can. I'm going to butcher this about the ego. Um, and basically what the, what the, the actual ego really is. And whenever you're in extremes, it's the ego. So whenever you're like, I'm not worthy, the industry doesn't care. They never give kids a chance. They'll never write mm-hmm. back. That's a man- mm-hmm. manifestation of your ego. And, mm-hmm. or it's like, I'm the greatest, like no, no one can stop me. I'm un- I'm untouchable. Da, da, da. That is too. And I think overcoming, overcoming those fears and realizing that it's kind of just a primitive thing. And it's going to mm-hmm. get super weird, but bear with me. Basically like the purpose of that from like a primitive standpoint was like back yeah. in the day, it was like you were conditioned to stay with the tribe and not, not venture outside yeah. of the tribe because you'd fucking uh-huh. die if you, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you left the tribe. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, that's what that's for. It's meant your ego is meant to protect you. But if you learn mm-hmm. to override it and be like, I don't care. I am picking up my phone right now. And like, so, you know, so-and-so like mm-hmm. just, just DM them, just overcome yeah. your fear. You're, you're well worth it. There's no reason why they couldn't get back. And when they do, it's awesome. But like the only thing that they have on you is time. And for mm-hmm. anyone that thinks that they're that fucking important that they can't come on your podcast, like mm-hmm. you're in control, you're in control. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough thing to, to realize that because, again, that's a manifestation of your mind. It's like, well, it'll never work. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. And people just don't want to do the work. And that's what I'm up to now. It's like, you know, how do I take this to the next level? Like, I've already had these, like, crazy people. How do I mm-hmm. take it to the next level? Um, and I'm just realizing that, you know, almost, I would say, like, 99% of the things you think you can't do are completely self-constructed and mm-hmm. if you'll never try you'll never know that's from a song somewhere oh like Coldplay. It. and if you never try you'll never know you know what i'm saying oh my gosh yeah no it's true you it's better true. fucking that's dm awesome. every single person that you you've ever have, have you done this be honest with me i hit up so many people like that's why i'm so impressed by your podcast because like I, I hit up a lot of people and I was doing this since like my second year of college just because I wanted to learn. Like I just wanted to learn like what it's like to work at Facebook, what it's like to work at YouTube, like mm-hmm. these crazy companies, you know, we all use their products, but what is it really like internally? Right. Um, that being said, you know, I've had a decent amount of people not respond to me. Um, but you know, it, it, maybe, maybe my, my intent is always genuine right but you know maybe it's well, just that the, they're not active on linkedin because i'm only using linkedin and so kind yeah. of to follow up on that what do you use different tools as outreach for sure kind of linkedin if you go on instagram are you, are you do you know how to dm people on on instagram oh yeah definitely so you're like bro I'm like i'm a fucking college. i'm a millennial like, yeah, yeah, you- i'm a millennial dude <laughs> okay uh well let me just say to that as well and i should add to that yeah the other part of it is it's a value proposition. So at first, mm-hmm. 75% of the people didn't say yes. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Those are kind of like in, in the other 25%. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's a value proposition. So is there a, like for me, Meet the Creatives is, is a platform where people can like, okay, so it's one of two things. So they're either going to be do it because they're in the, in the company of people that they want to be in the company with. So when people go on yeah. there and it's like Paula shares on there, they're like, fuck yes, I want to be on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? So like there's that, but also too, it's like, who's going to hear it? Like, what are the touch points like when they go to it? So if you say like, Hey, I have this thing on LinkedIn and they have a job, chances are on like LinkedIn may not be the place that they're going to check all the time. Cause they may not always be on there. But mm-hmm. if you could say, Hey, I have a podcast that's on iTunes. It's on, you know, the more, like you ever watched like this is so weird, but like I've, I'm just trying to give you as real as I can. You ever watch okay. on like Planet Earth when like you know Planet Earth with David Ogden? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know how there's like that bird and they like they spend like the whole time like constantly moving around all the different flowers and stuff like that. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, I'm no, gonna no, roll no, with it. It's like the, the birds of paradise, and like they they make this like presentation for like the, okay. the, for like when they're in mating season, they make that. This is so weird. I'm definitely gonna cut this out. But like. <laughs> Or maybe not. Maybe I can land this. Like, uh-huh. that's kind of what you have to do in having a podcast or, like, getting mm-hmm. them to do the thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, if the bird, if, like, the, the mate flies in and they see that there's yeah. just, like, you know, like, two sticks on the ground, 
they're not yeah. going to be impressed. But mm-hmm. if the other bird flies in yeah. and there's this like beautiful thing with like all this, like, you know, it like catches their eye or piques their curiosity. You have mm-hmm. to be like, you have to be like that bird. You have to spend okay. the time making the thing. We're definitely chopping that out. That's pretty much it. I liked it. I liked right, fine. it. Leave it okay. in there. Leave it in there. Um, sure. You no, need great. to be the bird of paradise, Tiffany. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, and you think that like offering a show or a project like that has that is multi-channel? Like, do you feel like because you you're specializing on iTunes, right? Like your mm. podcast is your thing. Do you think like it would be more interesting to someone if you know you had a pot like if like you were to repurpose an interview as a podcast like do you think really people really value reach as like a reason to do something i don't think so much metrics as as much as as much as it is engage engagement in the Mm -hmm. content you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so it's like you know and i i've seen you know i I don't know if you have like a linkedin premium membership but I've, i've seen the numbers on your linkedin stuff it's very impressive and it's like there are people that are, you know, you're getting 50, 70, however many likes. That's really good, especially that you're mm-hmm. on episode six. Um, mm-hmm. I would also look at it too as like this is a this is a long game, and as someone who's yeah. just entering, this is gonna sound. It's gonna. I'm not trying to be condescending, or because I was like just where you are. I'm only I'm only pretty much just left school. But the difference between being in school and then being outside of school is like very different. And I think the mm-hmm. thing you're gonna realize is is that this is a very, very long game. And you can fuck up your podcast for the next 10 years, and it literally means nothing. There are people, you know, like Debbie Millman's one that come to mind. Like, these are not people that right out of the gate had instant success. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, what I want to do, like, believe it or not, this is, like, not exactly, like, where I wanted to be at this time. But your career <laughs> is going to be a long journey. If I were you, I would not worry so much about the metrics or who's listening or how many views. I mean, I only have like mm-hmm. 8,000 something views or whatever. I mean, I'm um, followers and in the scheme of things, mm-hmm. that's like nothing, but I have mm-hmm. 8,000 people who would like show up. You know what I mean? If yeah. I said like, Hey, I'm playing, yeah. paying for a paying ticket. Like you can come to this thing. Like they would do it. So, so mm-hmm. I would think about depth more than width. And I would yeah. also encourage you to reach out to a hundred people and then get three really awesome people who are going to say yes and capitalize mm-hmm. on those yeses. So mm-hmm. the trajectory of Meet the Creatives, had I phoned in those first couple episodes or had I, you know, been late or did these things, I just like yeah. built up, that karma adds up and you're kind of stacking mm-hmm. on top of it. And mm-hmm. I recently had um, my friend and mentor from Hershey, Faye Amarante, that's coming out soon, shameless self-promotion in the middle of our podcast. Um, <laughs> we had an in-depth conversation because I, you know, I was kind of in that same position, even now I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in that same position that you're in where it's like, you know, but it's not because I was talking about my job search and about these things. And I was saying like, well, like, you know, like we were coworkers at the Hershey company. And she's like, that's not, yeah. that's not necessarily like true, Rob. Like you freelance with us for like a couple of weeks. And it's like, that's not necessarily <laughs> true. And she brought up a really good point. And she was saying about how don't oversell things and don't worry too much about like wins and losses but think mm-hmm. of your career as like a marathon. So you have mm-hmm. to master the 5K before you can mm-hmm. go and go on to the next race and the next race mm-hmm. and the next race. And don't like, if you're saying like, oh, like I'm not, I'm concerned about the numbers or not enough people are engaging. Like you, you want to run the whole marathon right away. If I were you, I would think of it in the 5K sense. So mm-hmm. how could I get five badass people and fucking smash these podcasts and have people yeah. talk about them? Like word of mouth and, the, again, the depth of it is everything. Mm. So if mm-hmm. I were you, I wouldn't – you know, a lot of people may say no, uh, and, that's, and that's okay. They might be busy. They might be um, – you know what I mean? They, they may – yeah. Not, not like your little bird presentation that you have at, at the current moment. You might need a few more flowers. Uh-huh. But when you, when you get those opportunities, like I got Debbie, I got Michael, capitalize on, on them and follow up on yeah. those relationships. Don't be transactional. Think of it. Yeah. And again, Cy Wakeman, I quote her on everything. Uh, I wrote a big, long post about this on LinkedIn. She taught me about and I was the same way. I was like, I'm doing this shit. I'm messaging all these people. This isn't working. This isn't working. I can't get a job at VaynerMedia. But I said to her, I was like, you know, like, th- why does this not equal this? 
right? Yeah. And that's basically what you were saying yeah. about your podcast. Like, I'm doing all this work. Why isn't this happening? And she taught me about the philosophy of expectancy versus expectations. So the mm-hmm. expectations is I'm going to do, I'm going to send a hundred emails and they're all going to get back to me, or I'm not going to continue to do this podcast. I'm not saying that you're going to do, but that's a little bit of the, the waters of what you're in. Right. Like what? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you're not, oh. but, but I'm just saying like you, you could get discouraged, right? Yeah. 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 It's discouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Right, of course. For sure. Yeah. And I totally get that. I've been like that and I'm really good on the microphone about like PRing for myself, but I get fucking pissed off about things whether it be like a job that I'm trying really hard to get and getting no traction on or anything like that. So that's mm-hmm. expectations. And then there's expectancy. Uh, expectancy mm-hmm. is expecting nothing in return. And it's easier said than done. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't expect anything, but like they really do. Like I had a yeah. meeting on Monday with someone who's an SVP at a company and I, I have no, I, I don't want a job. I don't want a phone number. I don't want a business card. I don't want to be his best friend. I just, want to go into it with expectancy. So mm-hmm. he's uh, somebody, you know, he worked on the, those Tide ads. You know the Super Bowl commercial, the not a Tide ad thing? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I watched the Super Bowl part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's commercials I watch, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but expectancy is just going into things, coming forward with your best self mm-hmm. and coming with the right intentions and put, putting positivity and light into the world and yeah. seeing what becomes of it and not getting discouraged when it doesn't happen. If you mm-hmm. can master that and you can kind of dust yourself off and try again and dust yourself off and try again. Because mm-hmm. like you can be – I'm a little bit concerned because you're like, I, I, I love you and we're going to be best friends forever. <laughs> you will be best friends forever. I'm afraid that when you like get into the real world, you're going to see it's not as like – forgiving as it is right now in college because it's like oh it's so yeah it's pretty forgiving right now like I I know but I know that like I'm definitely leveraging my my student perspective and I mean if you've seen my content on LinkedIn it is all from the student perspective you know it is pretty much like how to handle a job a a career fair how to follow like what do recruiters want to see you know all this stuff I'm really am being targeted with my audience and the kind of content I want to make for them because that's just the value that I'm seeking. So I want to deliver that to others. Cool. But I understand that. I know that I'm sure I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm definitely expecting some changes within like, you know, the next couple of months as, as graduation comes. For sure. Um, what, what is one lesson you've learned then since graduating college that you feel like you maybe could have better equipped yourself if you had known like if you knew what you knew now, right? What is something that you could have like worked on or mentally prepared for? I think one of the things that I wish I learned. Hmm. This is gonna be a disappointing answer for you. Uh, I, you have you have to you have to live it. That I listen. I had a podcast that I spoke to the best in the industry, and mm-hmm. if you listen to that Debbie Millman podcast. She gave me the best advice she could have ever given me. You know, companies mm-hmm. don't hire people for altruistic reasons. You have to be like, how could you be irreplaced? I could literally, I have that memorized. I had all mm-hmm. the incentive, all the encouragement, all the guidance, all the direction in the world. And you have to live it. Um, and I failed a whole lot. I don't think I was expecting how much I would fail. I, uh, and, 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 you know, still, I mean continue to fail at, at things. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I wish I would have learned is that I am in control. It's mm-hmm. nobody else. It's not yeah. the industry. It's not people holding you down. It's not, you know, this company won't hire me, but then find a new fucking company to go work for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I would exactly. just like, just hang out, c- continue to hang out at the party that no one was really interested in talking to me. at, like the proverbial kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and I, I wish that I thought of the, these places and these platforms, you know, like LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, I wish I just like reached out to more people and mm-hmm. wasn't so kind of like tunnel vision. And mm-hmm. I would encourage you when you leave school to kind of mm-hmm. abandon your bubble and kind of go outside of the people that you know. I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to go work at this company and then I'm going to go work for Sagmeister and Walsh because that's what designers do. 
And for me, yeah. for me, it was Pentagram. Then it was Collins. Then it was VaynerMedia. Then it was all these things. I mean, I'm still kind of like learning these lessons. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, it's just like, it's like if you got like, have you ever like had your heart broken before? I'm in my first real relationship. It's going pretty well right now, but oh, okay. I, I'm sure I'm. Sh I don't know. I don't want to jinx okay, anything. Well, so well, have you ever have you ever like experienced like a death in your family or something that was like I've, really? I've experienced rejection. Yeah, rejection from places I've really wanted to work for, intern for, and like right. stuff like that. For sure. Yeah, it but, sucks. But there's but like your parents can come along and your mom can sit in the end and your bed and tell you mm -hmm. all these nice words. There are not enough nice words in the dictionary. So like, there's nothing that I can say to you that's going to, it may encourage you and help you to kind of get back up again. Yeah. But there's nothing that I can say that would make that any easier. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, again, do not indulge your ego. Do not allow it to be like, this is never going to work. That's your ego. These people are holding me down. That's your ego. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, you may you're fucking kicking ass though. So you, you very well might get a job at like right out of school. wouldn't surprise me in the slightest, but like <laughs> most people, you're probably going to face some adversity. Yeah. And I, the biggest thing that I wish that I knew was to get back up on the horse and ride and like leave town when you ride. Don't like, yeah. you know, or like find a new fucking horse. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like yeah. the amount of people who just keep going back to do the same mistakes. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? Like, and people it's, and no one's out to get you, you know, like, I, and we talked about it before the podcast, you know, you're asking about like VaynerMedia, like I, you know, I have great relationships with a lot of the people who work there. I uh -huh. did everything in my power. There's probably a dent in the door there for me swinging on the yeah. door, trying to get a job there. <laughs> uh, you know, and, but things, things happen. There are logistics, yeah. there are hoops and unexpected things and recruiters and all this different stuff. And yeah. you can have all the things in the world and it doesn't always work out. Um, I wish that I would have kind of just like taken the social hints a little bit earlier and kind mm -hmm. of like kept it moving. So you're, yeah. you're in control. You are, if, if it's not working out, take it on the chin and understand that it's your fault. If you got a job and you worked there for two weeks and they said that you were going to, after two weeks, if it goes well, this will turn into a full-time job. And then you get mm -hmm. to the end of that two weeks. And at the end of those two weeks, they say, Hey, uh, and it's that's talk about like getting like kicked in the face. That is that experience. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you told everyone you took a picture of the mug. Like I worked at Buzzfeed. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, I work at Buzzfeed. I work on, yeah. and I was like, all right, like parties. I was like, you know, t like tasty, that thing where it's like, Oh yeah. Where they do all the food and stuff. I was like, yeah, I work there. No big deal. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't make the cut because I mm -hmm. didn't have the technical skills and the outputs mm -hmm. that I needed to succeed there. Mm -hmm. And uh, my creative director, uh, Varesh Chopra, great guy. Uh, he was really great in the way that he explained it to me. And mm -hmm. he uh, afforded me the opportunity to just like, realize the reality. He was mm -hmm. like, you know, you have to get these core outputs and get your shit together and mm -hmm. take some time off and figure it out. Or you're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And yeah. I listened to him because I liked him and I respected him. And it sucked. Yeah. It sucked to have to do that, but I did the thing and I was not, I didn't blame him. I was not, oh, fuck BuzzFeed, fuck these people. I did it first, but very quickly um, I did the right thing and, and figured out what went wrong and then vowed to myself to never let it happen again. So dust yourself yeah. off, get back up again, and nobody except for your, your immediate friends and family Nobody, yeah. nobody cares because everyone's had it. I wouldn't feel bad mm -hmm. for you if you got a job and you didn't make the cut. Welcome to the fucking industry. <laughs> yeah. That's the reality. You know what I mean? That's the reality. And so yeah. don't, don't indulge your ego. Just, you know, and you'll know when it's right. Also too, I wish I would have followed my intuition more. And when I got mm -hmm. like the douche vibes from people, I wish that I like yeah. trusted myself. Look, mm -hmm. you may not have the experience. You may have to navigate Feed, like getting feedback and dealing with real professional feedback. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time though, it's like the only thing they have on you is time. And you have to know in your heart if you're being disrespected or if it's yeah. not going to work out or if, mm -hmm. you know, like so-and-so says these kind of like underhanded comments, 
Yeah, yeah, Love, yeah. Put definitely. yourself first. Be, I would encourage you also to be to be selfish too in because you're an entry level creator. People are gonna try and take advantage of you or mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, like should you work long hours? Yes. Should mm-hmm. you you know like you're the new person? Yeah, but respect yourself as well. Don't let people mm-hmm. take advantage of you because they're gonna try and take advantage of you and probably they're gonna succeed. Until you, <laughs> and you're and you're gonna figure it out like six months later, and you'd be like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, it's yeah. true. I, I've definitely heard. I feel like I've heard stories, and I don't. You hear that a lot in a lot of entry level positions, not even just in creativity, but you know, like people that go to work for the big four, you know, things like that, where people are just working tirelessly. And you know, you kind of touched on this before. It's not a question I prepared, but I do want to ask you. So you said that I'm like previously- literally sweating after explaining that last thing because I just <laughs> like brought up so many PTSD memories. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so you said before um, that you were kind of naive in thinking that connections were gonna get you where you wanted to be, and that that was gonna be enough. Mm-hmm. How much of that do you think plays into the job search? versus actual qualifications because right now I feel like my resume I mean I've done a lot of stuff like I mean I've done enough I feel like to make myself stand out but when I cold applied at places it's it it feels like it's not enough because then I get rejected from cold applying so I'm like okay I need to purchase differently I want to build relationships with people if those relationships turn into something then great I'm not going to expect that that's not my intent I just want to learn like that's right the humbly the truth you know that's expectancy so, that's not expectations right yeah so yeah. kind of for you since you've networked and you, you've experienced that kind of you you said you know i was naive to think that connections would pull pull through for all of it how much do you think that's true how how far do connections go and and kind of in comparison to actual qualifications like they can get you, you they can get you in the door like uh mm-hmm. my relationship with ron burridge got me the job at uh tpn uh mm-hmm. And, you know, also, too, it's like a, like when you have those connections, you're a little bit like, oh, like that's so-and-so. He knows so-and-so when he got the job here. Like that's not a good footing to get in. Like you're kind of like already off to a rocky start with people who work there because they busted yeah. their ass and did it the right way and, you know, cold applied, whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I think the connections can get you in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're totally on your own when you get there. So, yeah. I okay. mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. con- connections work. So I got the job at TPN because of connections. It was my first agency job. Didn't mm-hmm. work out. I got my first, I got my job at BuzzFeed through connections. Didn't work out. Both times wasn't qualified. Totally they were in the right to not hire me. Mm-hmm. Um I got the job at Clark on my own merit. Yeah. Didn't work out. Didn't have the the Are you seeing the pa- like so I I beat yeah, 200 no, I, I I get it. I beat 250 people on an interview to go work at, don't, don't, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker, my emotional intelligence, I am untouchable, I am the best interview ever. And then I got there uh-huh. and I didn't have the out, I didn't have it. So, uh-huh. like, there's a, com- there's a common theme here though. It's really yeah. on the outputs. Do you need a high level of emotional intelligence, which clearly you have, you've done this podcast, mm-hmm. you have the, the smarts to do that, right? Like, do you have to have that? Yes. Do you have mm-hmm. to have great design sensibilities? Yes. But like these are all table stakes. And I yeah. took a class with Debbie Millman on Creative Live um, where, you know, she said like you are a corporate athlete. You are somebody who, you know, like being a people person, being, being having good design sensibilities, being mm-hmm. able to interview well, these are all table stakes. And they yeah. may not even get you the job, but if they mm-hmm. get you the job, the job is like the, you know, the job is like the top of the, of the is like the bottom of the, sorry, not the top of the mountain. It's the bottom mm-hmm. of the mountain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you, you made it to the Olympics. Great. Now you have to compete in the Olympics. So Got it. I would encourage Got you to not so much about connections, but see had I gone the other way. Cause I want to take shortcuts. I was like, fuck this mm-hmm. shit. I have a podcast. <laughs> Uh, and I, they'll all, they'll all tell you it. They'll all tell you that they, 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 you know, that was kind of like the awkward, like whispered thing that they said to me, like, you know, Rob, you have these connections, but you know, maybe, maybe you can go take a few Photoshop classes and, you know, do the, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but had I done it the other way, connections are everything. 
So if yeah. you leave school and you feel like you do, a, you go to a couple of jobs and you just like, you get there and it's like, boom, okay. that was me. Mm -hmm. The minute that I was like, all right, I don't want to have it. Like I just recently got a job. I, I, I promised my creative director that I wouldn't talk about it. Uh, that about where, where it is yet until things work out. Yeah. But again, I don't go around telling people I got this job at this place doing this thing and yeah. then fall flat on my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like learn not to do that. But I got this job because I was like, I don't want to fuck up anymore. I don't want to mm -hmm. lose. I don't want to keep losing jobs based off of being underprepared. Cause I don't know how to shortcuts in Photoshop or I don't know how to do this mm -hmm. thing in Lightroom or my after effects skills. It's like, Connections work great. You have mm -hmm. to be able to swim when you get there. Uh -huh. so, so it's like, you know, I can, you know, connections can get you to the pool. If you don't know how to swim, you're going to drown. Yeah. Just yeah. Think, of, no, no. think of like connections. Here's, here's some real meta shit for you. Think of okay. connections as like, there's like a, there's like a giant Olympic sized pool and yeah. you want to go swimming in the pool, but you don't really know how to go swimming. Like the connection will open up the door and let you go in the pool. And then you jump in the pool and you drown in the pool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's dark, but it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's true. true. It's true. You're yeah. not going to, you're not going to listen. I am the greatest bullshitter of all time and not bullshitter. Like I'm full of shit, but yeah, you know, I got the, the gift of gab. It doesn't, it doesn't transcend into technical skills. You have to learn mm -hmm. it. You have to take the courses, mm -hmm. but uh, this sounds like very dark and dreary, but, you know what I found out? Like once I actually did the work and like took the classes, it was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. like easy. Like yeah. go out like Peter McKinnon, all these YouTube videos, LinkedIn learning. Like yeah. I recently started like learning how to do like photography courses and stuff. Like it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. But you have to do it. You can't learn yeah. it on the job. You know, like when yeah. I worked at Buzzfeed, it's like if you, if the, your creative director asks you to do something, and in the professional world, that takes 15 minutes. And mm -hmm. then he comes back and checks it on you eight hours later, and it's still not done. Yeah. It, it's mm -hmm. that black and white. Yeah. So I would worry far less about who you know and the connections that you make because it doesn't mean shit <laughs> unless you can play when you get there. That's course. really good to know. And I mean, I guess it just – it helps me – know what I need to focus on and be balanced in what I want to learn. Because, like, the reality is I feel like I do know. Like, college has taught me a lot, right? But my major is not even, like, defining what I want my career to be. Like, I study agricultural business. Like, mm -hmm. and I want to go into content creation and production and, you know, like, things that are not necessarily related. So I have to make up for that, you know? Right. Um, which I have done through projects in a way, but there's still so much more to learn. So definitely balancing. We're always learning. That's never going to end, but I'm, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 I was definitely just, just going to say like, you have, you have to like, I'm learning still like, to, like I, I just got like this, like, like, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, like Brandon, uh, Wolfel, I don't know how to say his last name. He's just like really famous, like photographer. He like graduate. He's 22 and has mm. 1.9 million followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just bought like this, like this circular thing with like with rainbows, and it's like I've been like you know recruiting my wife's friends to like get like free headshots and stuff like that. Like, uh -huh. it's all new stuff that I'm learning. Learning can be fun. Learning is fun. It is. It definitely taking is shortcuts, fun. and then get it, and then getting your ass handed to you. That's not so fun. So oh, yeah. So it. learning is good though. You'll always be learning. I mean, when you leave, mm -hmm. like this, what you're doing now, this is like scratching the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if yeah. you, if you continue to, to learn more about the iceberg, it gets more and more interesting. You know what I mean? Like school, it's like, you're being forced for like, you're kind of being forced to learn it. But when it's like you, cause I think that school like piques your interest in things. So you may yeah. like, kind of like, Hey, I don't want to speak for you, but like, you may like, like, eh, this is like a so, so experience, but I like, yeah. you know, so-and-so like for me, like, Thomas Franklin was my photography teacher. He's the mm -hmm. guy who took the uh, firefighters raising the flag on, you know, on 9-11, where they're like yeah. ra raising the flag. That guy oh. taught me photography in school. Um, yeah. And for the most part, I hated school. And I thought I had a lot of professors who were like, I didn't get a whole lot of value from. Mm -hmm. But uh, he piqued my curiosity in it. And mm -hmm. But then I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know. Like, you know, whatever. I, I guess <laughs> I'm good at photography. But then... Mm -hmm when you're in the real world and you have your own time, 
Mm-hmm. And it's like you're working in the professional world and you're realizing like, wait a second, the more I know, the more money I make. Yeah. I wonder, I've been watching a couple YouTube videos and all of a sudden you're like, I'm getting fucking good. You start like putting <laughs> a photographer and like, you're like, you put it in like your LinkedIn handle and shit. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Those skills are definitely like necessary and right. it's always just good to continue to build upon yourself like no matter what yeah um I feel like no one's ever been in like the exact same position I am like you're obviously like more ahead than me just because you've barely been out of yeah yeah but you you're you're out of school (laughs) and you kind of learn those lessons but these are questions like I ask myself you know like am I putting my efforts into the right thing like should I just be investing more in like learning just like taking additional courses or doing most mostly outreach stuff so yeah I mean it is really helpful honestly yeah um I would encourage you also to – I would just want to say one more thing on on that too. Yeah. uh, You know, like the outreach and and doing the right things is really important. You seem like somebody who, um, you know, obviously from an academic standpoint, you have your act together and everything. I would Mm -hmm. also say like outside of school and outside of those things to Mm -hmm. um, be willing to sacrifice. So like if your friends go out and drink – like, and you go out and have a cup of coffee, like, and you pour yourself a cup of coffee and like do the work and stay home. Like mm-hmm. those things add up little mm-hmm. by little, those things add mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. and success. A lot of success is about like sacrifice. Yeah. So like, you know, I like, I use Instagram, like my thumb sometimes like gets hot. Like, I think I have like permanent nerve damage in my thumb from, oh my from DMing people on Instagram and doing shit. So it's like, you have to you have to make sacrifices yeah mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so is it so how like if you're gonna break it down as far as platforms go what, what is your outreach like i mean we don't have to include this we can but what does cool. your outreach like scope look like linkedin versus instagram versus emails like everything it's everything you just you use everything mm-hmm. Do you use everything to get to one person or do you use everything it depends on the person i treat every platform that's the one you know it's so funny it's like I can't really speak to being a, a great, um, I'm not, I am by no means a, a real true practitioner of design. I think that I have some really good sensibilities. I have the right attitude. I like to learn a lot and all this different stuff. The two things that I could speak to the most is clearly networking and also yeah. to like using the, using the social media platforms. And mm-hmm. um, I'm obviously, as you know, a huge fan of Gary Vee and a lot comes from that. So if the verbiage sounds similar, I listen to him, but also he's right on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like these, each, each platform is like a different party. Like yeah. you are totally, like if you look at yourself on Instagram versus yourself on Facebook, yeah. you're like a totally different person, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I try and analyze the behavior of how people act on Instagram or, you know, what works well on Instagram. Uh, I try and hack within those spaces. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm constantly watching videos about how to drive more engagement, how mm-hmm. to um, get more followers, how to uh, network with, within those things. Um, with that being said, I uh, treat each one differently. So like, so Twitter, I've tried to incorporate more. Um, I am right now putting in just as much work on Twitter as I am on Instagram, maybe like a little bit less like Twitter, for example, it's like, I, I don't see the same ROI that I see on Instagram. Right. So like on Instagram, it's like yeah. shit's popping off. Meet the creatives is like a party on Instagram. Yeah. And I don't see that same ROI return on the investment on, on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, LinkedIn. Sometimes it, as you can see, you know, the algorithm in LinkedIn is really kind of tricky. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get 70 likes and sometimes you get one on like the same, practically the same post. And you're like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Um, you know, just because I don't get as much engagement on Twitter doesn't mean mm-hmm. that there aren't still people there. Um, yeah. and it's really easy to kind of look on these social media platforms and say, well, I have 8,000 followers on Instagram and I have a thousand followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have, you know, like such and such on LinkedIn, da, 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 right? Yeah. Most people would see those numbers and say, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do Instagram. I want to double down on Instagram. And I would encourage you to think about social media platforms as like networks. So if you Mm -hmm. were a commercial, like let's say that you were a company and you wanted to get your message out about your product. Let's say that you sell paper towels or whatever. 
And mm-hmm. I said to you, you can advertise on CNN or you can mm-hmm. advertise on CNN, Fox, ABC, ESPN, all these different ones. The, yeah. These platforms are the are like the modern day, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they are like, the, yeah. the, like, if you can broadcast to every channel, wouldn't you broadcast every channel? And, yeah. And your message is the, is the same way. And also those numbers, they're not numbers. Those numbers are people. Mm-hmm. And unless you're like tricking the system, for the most part, they're real people who really mm-hmm. check it, who are really engaged. If you yeah. have, if you just started a Twitter account and you have 2000 followers on Twitter, those are 2000 people who more or less are active on Twitter. Yeah. And if you think about like, you know, let's say that you have 500, you're like, ah, it's nothing. Fuck that. You mm-hmm. literally just close the door on a 500 person like if you walked into a party and there are 500 people there, you'd be like, holy shit, there's a lot of people at this party. Like, yeah. don't look at it like, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, Jenna Marbles has like all these millions of people. Or I love how that's my reference. I'm old. I'm, see, I'm like already old. <sighs> but like those places, I think of them as parties. Yeah. So it's like if you could go, this, I've, I've said this in the podcast before, so forgive me if you've heard it, but this is like what I say to mm-hmm. students. It's like, if I said that right now in Brooklyn, there's a party and everyone from Facebook's going to be there. Every single person who works at Facebook is going to be there at that party. And yeah. all the people from Twitter, all the people from Snapchat, it's going to be fucking lit. Like Tiesto's <laughs> DJing. Like there's going to be like, you know, like it's going to be the greatest party of all time. It's going to mm-hmm. be the networking opportunity of a lifetime. You'd wow, be like, I mean, you'd I be mean. like, yo, let's fucking go. Get, yeah. in, get in the car, get the flower headbands. <laughs> Let's go. This okay. is, is going to be the biggest networking opportunity of my life. Yet, mm-hmm. that lives in your phone every fucking day, and it's called LinkedIn. And people are like, no, I don't know. LinkedIn, the algorithm, da 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 Like, the, the party is the connections yeah. and the, like, uh, what you choose, like, the connections that you choose to make. So mm-hmm. you can use LinkedIn and be kind of passive about it. Like, there's no, there's nothing stopping you from reaching out to all those people and connecting with every single one of them. Yeah. Like, you know, you might get stopped. Like I would encourage you to try and see if LinkedIn stops you from DMing people. Oh, they, okay. So if you have, I have premium. So like, but last year when I was looking for an internship, I was trying to like, I would look up like recruiter, like Snapchat, like recruiter. Yeah, Facebook, right? And then I did it so much that I actually got banned for like forty eight hours because they thought I was a salesperson. They were like, if you wanna, if you wanna do all these searches, like you have a limited amount of searches under your free, like usage. Like if you wanna upgrade to premium, then you can do that. And like, and I like emailed them back. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I did not know. Oh my god, that's so cute. I love that. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) that's the right idea though. I do that shit all the time. Listen, it's not. It's not. There are people that would say that that's unethical. Or it's, it's listen, hustle. Right. It's hustle. Exactly. Exactly. It's hustle. It's, and, yeah. It's hustle. And like, just, just touch every person. Just be like, Hey, what's yeah. up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Let's get coffee, coffee, coffee. Literally like yeah. copy and paste it. I do that <laughs> shit. Like, you know, like people like, well, like, well, like you're like, if you have the right intent, see, like yeah. when you see on LinkedIn and people are like talking about recruiters, like you see it all the time, right? Like that's the number one mm-hmm. thing you see. Like, it'll be some recruiter like, hey, man, what's the deal with everyone blocking me? Or, like, what's the deal? Like, I'm just trying to connect. And then people yeah. are like, I love it. People are just like, fuck you. You selfish <laughs> person. You're spamming me. I don't give a fuck about your thing. Stop calling. Like, people lose their minds. But yeah. if you message all those people and like, hey, I have a podcast and I can provide you value, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Yeah. I would encourage yeah. you to do that as much as you can so you get carpal tunnel in your thumb. Step your Love step it. your game up, son. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Just gotta keep grinding. Just gotta keep hustling. And, exactly. And I think that I think that's a good point. You know, a lot of people just apply to jobs, and you know, you mentioned like how you gotta be able to swim, right? Once you're at the job, but it's also like you're not gonna be taken to the pool unless you find that person to open the door. Right. And like, chances are that person that opens the door is probably gonna open the door for their friend before they open it for you. That's just my opinion. Unless, unless, listen, how can you be irreplaceable? Mm -hmm. How could you be the person that like, like become the pool, be the pool, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, l- listen, yeah. listen, Malika Favre is not have. I say that's so American, but she's not having a fucking hard time getting a job. Uh-huh. Pietra Erickson's not having a hard time getting a job. John Contino mm-hmm. is not, is not like wondering why recruiters don't get back to him. Yeah. You know that's what I'm true. saying? Like, yeah, that, yeah. that is the difference. One, yeah. one is an operator and a practitioner and a mm-hmm. fucking designs like assassin. Yeah. And the other one's like, I did half of the work and it's not working out. Can you tell me why it's not working out? Oh, I'm going to go watch these motivational videos and maybe then I can like, listen, there's, there's no, there's no excuse. It's, it's hard work. It's hard Mm -hmm. work, determination, the ability to fail and dust yourself off and get back Mm -hmm. up again. And all the excuse, everything you tell yourself is complete bullshit. It's all Mm -hmm. within. This is all within. Like the only thing stopping you is you. And if, if you don't like if you feel like you're not getting a fair shake from someone move the fuck on on to the next one that jay-z song yeah i sing i sing that sometimes when i'm networking (laughs) i like it i like it you you seem to have good taste in music i do um last one was gonna be um what are three things that stuck out for you as far as like you don't have to name exactly who said them, but I mean, hey, shouts out if you want. I'm big on the shout out track. Yeah, if you want to shout them out, like, I mean, I feel like every episode I write down stuff on my notes. Like every episode, I feel like I'm delivered continuous like stuff. I'm just like stopping, like opening my notes tab and like need to write this down, need to write I love that, that down. That's incredible. Thank you. No, it, it, it's honestly the truth. And yeah. so, for you, what have been like? I guess you can go over t- two or three of the biggest like one-liners or like things people have said to you that you're just like wow like i didn't even realize that for sure it's like picking a favorite child um i have a few i don't know if it's three i'm gonna just, <laughs> i'm gonna name some out loud and we'll see uh james orsini who's a uh probably one of my favorite you know relationships i've made in this podcast he's been a huge inspiration to me and we've kind of uh been very supportive of each other on linkedin which is nice he said that's uh Pick a person you want to work for, not a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he works right alongside Gary Vee. So, you know, he's clearly working for the right person. I think that's totally true. I've come across some companies I was obsessed with. And then when I got to know them or, you know, just the, the level of, of which I was like, I was mistreated or like not taken mm-hmm. seriously. I was just like, well, I hope your company goes bankrupt. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a really good one. Um, I think probably my favorite was from Leland Mashmeyer, uh, mm. who was the chief at the time he worked at Collins and now he works, uh, at Chobani as the chief creative officer. Um, and he was the, the co-founder of Collins. Um, mm. it was, I believe value is now what you can do, but what you can make possible for others. And the implication mm. was that it's like, Rather than saying like I could like like I can do this, I could do this in the kind of from a selfish place again intent. Yeah, he was saying that you know I can do this for your company. I can make this capability, um, you yeah. know, possible for your company. Mm-hmm. That's far more interesting because it because it you know what it says and this was like, the other part of the quote was like because it says you know like I'm concerned about what we can do together, not what mm-hmm. we what I can do for myself. Um, yeah, that's a best of clip on me, the creatives. Um, really love that one. Uh, the Paula share quote and my phone died. Wonderful. Uh, the Paula share quote, um, where she said that you always have to make a move based on the work because that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what people are going to see. Um, mm-hmm. and what people see is everything. That's how you build your reputation. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, how many is that? Is that three? That's three. Yeah. Yeah. That's three. I'm trying to can th- I add my own in there? Can Wait, I, add I have one, one more, one more. Like- okay. Go for oh, sorry. it. Sorry. And also to the Debbie Millman, uh, most of what I haven't like memorized. It's most of what I thought I couldn't do. I mm-hmm. look back and this is for you. This is for <laughs> you. Take this one to heart. Okay. Most of what, and this is like really ties in well with what we're talking about today. Most of what, I thought I couldn't do. I look back now and realize it was completely self-constructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what's the word I thought I wanted to do? I was like, no, it was good. Oh, I was limiting the possibilities 
before even considering them if they were possible. So I was limiting the possibilities before I even tried them. Um, Mm -hmm. But now is the time to stretch all the notions of who you think you are and what Mm -hmm. you think is possible for your own life. And don't limit yourself before exploring those things. That's kind of like what we're talking about today. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean that, that those two best of clips from Debbie Mailman really were great and really, um, transcended my career as well as my philosophy on life. Yeah. Okay. Now what's yours? I'm excited to hear this. Oh, mine, mine is, uh, well, it's cause I listened to hers so recently and I thought it was awesome. Uh, Jessica Lamison's mm-hmm. uh, dress for the job you want, um, create like supporting content for the job that you want if your resume is not there. So like, I don't know, I just really appreciated how she was honest in saying that like, your resume might not be a true reflection of who you are and what you're capable of. And you know, it's up to you to showcase that you're more than just your resume, which is something that I 100% agree with as a new grad. The offline application was the name of her, uh, what's the name of her speech? Yeah, I loved it. I don't know, it it really spoke to me and it kind of just helped me kind of encourage me to keep doing what I'm doing and, and approaching this whole thing that the way I hope to. Um, so yeah, that was For my sure. favorite. Let's, let's yeah. do a little fun, a little fun exercise from everything okay. we talked about today. I want so you to, re- I want you to, I'm going to put in a good word for you. I want okay. you to reach out to Jessica and I want okay. her to be on your podcast. You want her to be on. Okay. She'll, yeah. do She'll definitely do it. do it. She'll definitely okay. do it. Okay. That's yeah. cool. That's good to know. And I'm, I'm glad you're open to having me like, be able to reach out to those people just because there's like a lot of good touch points because sometimes a lot of people don't write articles and publish that things but you want to be more like you want to show that you did your research before like trying to intro to someone you know i feel like yeah. that's really important i like, love your hustle you're, you're like a little me i love it it's been so much fun cheers great thank you Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Peace.